Welcome back to We. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> Off to a great ah, start. Here we go again. <laughs> I was like, "What can I say besides welcome back?" And then nothing came to me. Okay. <laughs> hey there. Welcome back. Do we love that? It's Kenyon and Jerome. Uh, and this week we're just catching up, having a little chat, chit chat about anything and everything except Earth, Wind, and Fire. <laughs> 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 that will make zero sense yeah yeah i can't do that but i mean if you want to do that i'm fine no okay Welcome back to We Love That. I'm Kenyon. I'm Jerome. And this week, we're just having a little chat. Chit-chat. La-la-la. He-he-he. How's it going? I was going to start singing Hey Girl, which is famously one of my favorite songs. And Florence is coming out with new music. Florence has released like two new songs in like pause, two weeks. Pause. I haven't listened to it, but... What? I know, I know, I know, I know. Hi! <laughs> hey. <laughs> uh, wow, okay, you can't just get me all all excited like that and then leave well, me hanging. It means, you know what that means? That summer is coming. <laughs> <laughs> It means spring is on the horizon. Apparently, it already came for y'all. It's like eighty degrees out there. More like no. Today it was like in the mid forties. And then I think it's supposed to snow tomorrow. (laughs) Can you believe that? (gasps) It is. (gasps) Wait, it's supposed. (laughs) This is so wrong. It's supposed to snow tomorrow from six a.m. to eight p.m. You got the best of both. That is so wrong. <laughs> Kenyon, that is so wrong. Ah. And it's supposed to snow again on Saturday. I mean, it's the winter. What the hell? That is so wrong. Boo. Boo. Well... <laughs> Best of luck on that one. Thanks. Thanks. How goes it over there? Um, it goes just fine. You know, I the winter grows long, but she nears a close. She nears a close. Um, oh my god, okay, I went to a wedding over the weekend and I have to tell you this story from the wedding. <laughs> um, it was so it was my really good friend from high school, her brother's wedding. So I, like, really didn't know many people there. Like, I knew the family, um, but really no one else. Which was great, Amazing. honestly. Because it was like, I get to just be here with my friend, right. and I don't really have to worry about anything else. And we're at the little cocktail hour after the wedding, after the ceremony. 
And this woman comes up to me, this like older white woman, but not like old, just in the middle of her life. And she's like, well, right in the middle. Um, (laughs) She's like, I have to tell you that you look, you're so tall. You look so striking. I was like, thanks. (laughs) Oh, well. She's like, yeah, I just like, you know, I had to say something to you because, um, you know, why not? And I'm like, sure, I appreciate it. She's like, well, you know, I'm, (laughs) she's like, you know, I'm trying to lean into being a crazy old lady. (laughs) Yes, yes. Okay, I love it. And I'm like, I'm like, well, of course you are because (laughs) that's great (laughs) that you would want to be a crazy old lady. And she's like, yeah, um... (laughs) She's like, yeah, I had to tell, I, the other day I told this woman at the grocery store that I like loved her, I don't remember what it was. I, I loved her pants and I said, I wish I could wear pants like that. What a great pattern that is on your pants. <laughs> and I had to tell her and she said, you know what? You just made my day by talking to me about my pants. So I'm trying to say more things to, to people randomly like a crazy old lady would because I'm trying to be a crazy old lady. Success. <laughs> I was like, work, work. Wow. Then I was like, I'm trying to be a crazy old lady too. Absolutely. But she didn't really like that. She thought that was me making fun of her. (laughs) To which I'm like, I feel like as the crazy old lady, you can't think that people are making fun of you. That feels like part of the allure. Mm, mm. That feels like an important quality of the crazy old lady. Absolutely. An untouchable almost position. You get to do whatever you want. Nothing that anyone could say could ever shake, rattle, and roll you. Absolutely. From your status <laughs> as COL. <laughs> All the COLs. I mean, that is part of my dream as, as I grow up. That's be what I'm growing up into. <laughs> yeah, that's the point of growing up. Right, I thought that was the plan. Are you one of those people who's like, I can't wait to be old? No. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) So Um, you're ageist? No, no, neither. (laughs) (laughs) There is such a thing as living in the present. And yeah, no, I think both are... Both sides of the coin I have problems with. You know when <laughs> adults, like, growing up tell you, like, oh, these are the best years of your life. And you're like, why would you ever, wait. ever now, wait a second. That? Have we <laughs> talked about this on the podcast before? Because this is one of the great pet peeves of mine. It's, I mean, it's more than a peeve. It's like an injustice. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst. It is the worst. It used to always happen in college. And note, it doesn't happen anymore because people genuinely believe that this is true. <laughs> right, right. Like, well, you better enjoy this because... And they don't mean it, like, spitefully. They're like, you better enjoy this because those are the best years of your life. You'll never have it as good as you did when you were in college. <laughs> right. And I'm like, ew. <laughs> and they really think that they're, like, telling you something. They're letting you in on the wisdom. Yeah. And it's like, don't... Even if it's true for you, not for me... It may be true, but not for me. <laughs> true for you, but not, not for, for me. me. Okay. <laughs> the best is yet to come. Is that not the definition of hope? Like, what? <laughs> Go off. <laughs> um, 
no, I told I totally agree. Because then part of it that's kind of whack is that, I mean, lots of people say this to me, including my parents. And I'm like, but you had children later. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, no, yeah, we mean what we're saying. <laughs> they're like, well, exactly. So, exactly. Um, yeah, I mean... Yeah, I mean, that's the issue. Right. And that's, I mean, that's one side of the coin. I think the other side of the coin is the, like, I can't wait to grow up because then I'll get to insert rights and privileges here. Right. But it's like, don't, like, haven't we already, that we know that growing up is a lie and a scam <laughs> and taxes are no fun. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Pan over here. Thank you. Um, do, uh... Do ah, um, Lipa. Dua Lipa. Wait, you know Dua Lipa and Megan The Stallion are coming out with a song on I Friday. <laughs> so obviously, I stand that. <laughs> That's extremely slay. Did you see the title of the song? No. Okay, the title of the song is "Sweetest Pie." <laughs> <laughs> how does it? How do we think it goes? Um, um, uh, when you lick it up, yeah, you know my sweetest pie. <laughs> oh, so it's like, it's got some bouncy, but like hard. Yeah. I was, yeah. You gotta lick it up because you, because, uh, you want to lick it up because I got the sweetest pie. Oh. But when I, but, but when I, uh, hmm. <laughs> I'm not a I'm not a rapper. <laughs> I'm not good at freestyling. <laughs> I really put you on the spot right there. Um, um, but I would put money on uh, you. Got to lick it up. There's going to be a, so a lick involved. There, I mean, there must be. I would bet hundreds of dollars that <laughs> the word "lick" will be used in the song "Sweetest Pie." I think that's an untapped gambling market. You can gamble on anything. What about gambling on like what a song's going to be before it comes out? Like I think you that's get the right. title and the and the artist, and you're like, oh, that's an up tempo, you yeah. know, moment, or that's a you know that's pop ballad before yeah. it comes out. Well, it's you know, it's like when people b- bet on sports, it's not just you know you can bet on like who will win, and then there are the rules about like if you bet on the the winning team, they don't have to just win, but they have to win by a certain amount, right? But then you can bet on all kinds of things. Like you can bet on, uh, uh, like this will be the score at halftime, or this will be not even just <laughs> score related things. Like there, there will be a coin toss at the beginning, and who's who? I'll, I'll bet on who will win the coin toss. You know, you can bet on all sorts of things. So I'd fantasize about doing like a, <laughs> like a drag race uh, pool where it's like. Rue's dress this episode is going to be long or short. It's mm-hmm. going to be um, symmetrical, asymmetrical. Um, you can bet on the color. Warm tones, cool tones. What color hair? Where is it? I know. Do you think I can make money off of that? <laughs> other people? How do I make money off of other people betting without me having to bet? I don't, I don't want to ever lose money. I just want to make money. Uh... 
<laughs> yeah, I, I think there are ways. No, I think there are ways. But okay. you know, I don't know if that's in line with, you know, our, both of our dreams really to grow up to be a crazy old lady. C-O-L. <laughs> so. C-O-L-O-T-Y. Crazy old lady of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Kalati. <laughs> Kalati. Kalati. <laughs> what's happening? <laughs> um, I don't know what's happening. Kenyon, how are you? I think that was all in response to you asking me how I'm doing. But how are you? Mm. So as usual, you're really taking up all the time here. You no. you know what? I'm not gonna speak for the next <laughs> ten minutes. <laughs> Uh-oh. Um, I'm good. I'm good. I'm, you know, just enjoying moving slowly. Hey. And, like, really trying to let myself just enjoy that and not... I don't know. I feel like I've gotten so conditioned to, like, be moving quickly and be doing and be, you know, be fast and mm-hmm. efficiency. Uh-huh. Anywho, I'm enjoying being slow. These days. Play. You have slow activities that you do? I walk slowly. (laughs) I eat my food slowly. Actually, wait. Food has been a real revelation. Wait. Okay, say more. Because it it tastes so good if you actually eat it. (laughs) (laughs) Now that's something to think about. (laughs) I catch myself all the time, like, making myself a little meal and being like, I'm so excited for this. And then... I give myself all of 15 minutes to eat it. You know what I mean? It's like you sit down to eat and then you're like inhaling it. And it's like, wait, I actually was wanted to enjoy this. No, I'm totally, I think I've already learned this. (laughs) Surely you know this from the millions of meals we've eaten together. This is true. I eat slow. I like to give myself like two meals of food and take 40 minutes to eat it. This I do know about you. I was just at brunch the other day with some people. <laughs> and it was kind of embarrassing, but I'm not embarrassed about it. But I, I kind of was, but then I wasn't. <laughs> um, that every Well, first of all, my brunch thing is always to order a sweet and a savory. You must. You right. must. Um, and so this time I didn't order two full entrees, but I did order... I ordered French toast, but then I ordered eggs and bacon on the side. <laughs> You know, aside of a meal, <laughs> that's how you. That's how brunch works, right? <laughs> it's two meals, so we're gonna it's order. Two meals. It's two breakfast meals. and lunch. Thank you. So, basically, everyone else was done, and they took everyone else's dishes away. But I was still <laughs> eating, and I had like four plates in front of me. Yes, yes, yes. But you know what? Slow and steady. Be winning yeah. the race. So you eat slow now. And I mean, I feel like I've eaten slow in the past too, but there's something, something, something is changing within me. <laughs> digestively. Okay. Uh, and just in, enjoying it more. It's just so enjoyable. Good work. Anywho, riveting things going on in my end. <laughs> <laughs> you walk slow, you eat slow. <laughs> moving slow yeah yeah um and i'm doing a lot of audiobooks 
Oh, you know, I've never really gotten into. What is your, um, do, are you an Audible girl? No, I'm library apps. Library apps Work. all the way. I mean, you've got Overdrive, you've got Libby, like. Work. The library is an amazing place. And <laughs> <laughs> and I kind of forgot about that. Like growing up, I used to go after school every single day to the library across the street. Every day? Yeah. Um, all throughout middle school, I would go, there was a library right across the street. Um, I would go, I'd sit down, I'd do my homework on Fridays. I would not do homework and like watch a movie, go pick out a movie from, you know. Oh my God. All the little DVDs and sit down on my laptop and watch a movie. Um, but I like, I forgot how good libraries are because Um, everything is free. That's true. You know, life isn't hard. You know the end of that phrase? If you've got a library card. Yes. Did you know that? <laughs> yes. It took me a second to pull it off the hard drive, but I got it. <laughs> I feel like that was like on Arthur they said that. Or like I, that would be like a poster at the at the library and Arthur and Buster would be on it and they'd be reading. So what, so the library apps, you can listen to the books for free? Yeah. I don't understand. Absolutely. So why does anyone pay to listen Right. To that's what I'm saying. I'm like, wait, pause. Have we forgotten that this is free? This is, you don't have to pay for this. Wait, that's so crazy. <laughs> and I mean, pl- first of all, plenty of people, true? plenty of people know this and use this. I'm just <laughs> slow. But wait, I'm I've slow. never thought about this before. Well, I'm going to ask the first question that comes to my mind, which maybe isn't a good question, but the first question that comes to my mind is, how are they making money? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I think a library, like, buys a a number of copies of an audiobook, and then... Uh, Like NFTs. (laughs) Right, honestly, kind of. Um, And then you can check them out. Um, But if, like, if you know, they have three copies of a book and all three are checked out, then you can't also check it out, even though it's like, well, this is just an audio file, right? Like, <laughs> theoretically, I could just have this. <laughs> you could just let me play it. <laughs> but they haven't, you know, purchased that many copies or licenses or whatever they call them. So, well, you, I don't know if you know this. You're now the, you're now a librarian. <laughs> Thank mind. you. Um that is it that they have to keep buying the li- or they like buy three licenses and then they can like let people listen to each one individually one by one or do they have to like keep buying licenses like they buy 500 licenses and then 500 people can listen to the book through the library no i think they like buy a copy wow i think it's like i mean first of all do i know what i'm talking about uh, no, but I, <laughs> but we're going to keep talking about it. Um, I think it's kind of like the library with physical books where they like have huh. book copy. They have three copies of, you know, insert book title. You, you can't name, a, name one book. I really could. Name one book. The only book that came to my mind was, uh, was Harry Potter. And I was like, I didn't want to. <laughs> that wasn't what I was going to. If I was going to choose one book, I wasn't going to choose that book. So, <laughs> and Lord knows they have more than three copies. 
Anyway. Boom. <laughs> um, well, that's cool. So it's so it's free. You listen to audiobooks for free. Yes. Yes. Do you find that they don't have books that you want? Some of them you have to like definitely put on hold for weeks. Okay. You know, it's like everyone's reading this book because on the New York Times bestsellers list. So like, okay, there are a bunch of holds on it, and you have to. It'll take tell you like, oh, this will probably take six weeks. Uh-huh. Um, but so many, like so many things. Also, no one. There's so many books that no one is reading. There are just so many yeah. books. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You're right. <laughs> there are so many books. <laughs> this is is it like associated with? <laughs> I'm so fascinated by this. Is it associated with like your local library? Yes. Yeah. Wait. Um, I love that. <laughs> so yeah, if you have a local library card, they absolutely have an online moment. Where's my, I think I still have my library card. It's somewhere around here. But I think I carry it in my wallet. I would hope. <laughs> then what will I do when I get to the library? But, I mean, Audible is still, like, you still have to go there for some things because just not every book um, has an audiobook. Like, sometimes, like, Audible is also a audiobook maker. So sometimes oh. they make, they, like, will make the audiobook and... You then, want the book and they make it for you. They read it. Right, Exactly. Is it a person reading it? Yeah. I want that job. To read Ooh. the books that... Okay, so... Okay, I just finished reading Their Eyes Are Watching God. Okay, excellent book. And it was read by Ruby D. And Wait, that's so slay. <laughs> performance of a lifetime. It's amazing. It's, a, it's a, absolutely incredible. She does... So many different voices. She like there's so much drama that she gives to the reading. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. I love that. See, that's giving a performance, right? I and was I'm about to ask that. if people get Grammys for audiobooks, but obviously they do. Yeah. Okay, so that's that's the G in your egot. Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine me, like, <laughs> winning, like, best uh, original score at the Tonys, but then, <laughs> like... <laughs> I, I love it. What book are you reading? Like, what is um, the genre or the... I think it's got to be Here Comes Henny. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. I think I win yes. a, a Grammy for reading an audiobook of a children's book. Yeah. Yeah. Or like the Lorax. Speak for them. Speak for those trees. Oh my God. Did I ever play you? Once when I was in college, <laughs> I was in this composition <laughs> class, and someone in the class, Miles Walter, was working on <laughs> Just giving out names here. Okay, well, look him up. <laughs> um, I mean, really do, though, mean these fantastic pianist and composer. And in this class, he was setting the Lorax, and it was uh, so cool. Wait, Miles, if you're out there listening to this, please, I would like to hear that. Please. <laughs> um, and if you're not, I think I may have. Um, <laughs> I think I may have it in my email somewhere. <laughs> very good. Um, but yeah, I'll okay, send you some of that. That was very cool. 
have you ever thought about setting something? Like setting a book? Like setting a... A text of any sort? Well, yes. Um, I'm currently working <gasps> I didn't on... even mean for this to be a segue, but you are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Keep um... going. I love this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> um, I'm currently working on a little, a little choral piece um, for a local um, children's choir. They're so good. I've been Word. listening to videos of them all day, and they're they're fantastic. Um, they're doing a concert in May with all Latin sacred text Ooh. on the theme of light and hope. Okay. And so I was like, fantastic. Let me go look up some texts. But it turns out that all the ones that I wanted to set, they were <laughs> already singing. <laughs> of course. So... That was an issue. But then I said to myself, well, I will just have to get some original Latin text. So hey. I'm, I'm collaborating with the amazing Lawrence Bashford um, to set some of their Latin poetry that they are writing. That's very sly. You know what? I should send that to my, I should send your piece to my high school Latin teacher who is obsessed with the people in modern times, like continuing to use Latin. Yes, yes, please. Well, um, I hope it. I hope it turns out well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if it's bad, I won't send it to her. Thank you. <laughs> she have I ever told you about my senior year of high school, our little Latin project. I'm scared. <laughs> okay, so our we took our language APs. Almost everyone took, like the fourth year of the language was when you took the AP. Mm-hmm. And we had, we had Spanish, French, Chinese, and Latin. And so for a lot of people, like the fourth year, you would take your junior year. Like you already did some of it in middle school. So then in, in ninth grade, you're taking like Latin two, Spanish two, Chinese two, French two. Right. Those would be the options. <laughs> um, <laughs> Give me the entire <laughs> course catalog. So then you get to the AP or junior year. So then the year after, it's giving okay, we're not studying for the AP, we're doing whatever we want, we're reading books, we're watching movies, whatever. But in Latin, you know, we're reading poetry. That's kind of all there is. <laughs> Don't sound so excited. <laughs> well, we weren't. And there were six <laughs> people in our class, in our Latin 5 class, um, and <laughs> we didn't want to, I forget, it was like Catullus or someone. Like, we were translating someone's poetry. <laughs> Kenny doesn't know who Catullus is. Well, <laughs> me neither. And we didn't care. We said, we don't care about this poetry. So at a certain point, our teacher is like, what can we do that you all will care about it? And also that we would do the work because we weren't doing the work. Well, truly, there were two women in the class who were doing work every day. And there were four non-women in the class who were not doing work. And, well, isn't that something? <laughs> so, by something, I mean... <laughs> Misogyny. Right, right. <laughs> so we decided that our project would be to translate the movie Frozen into Latin. <laughs> <laughs> no way. <laughs> I can't believe I've never told you this. What? Yeah. Yes. 
Yes. How have we translated Frozen into Latin? And you've never told shown me this? You've never sung this to me? You Well, I think by the end of the year we were supposed to like make a video. Like we worked on this for many months. Like it was the only thing it was our class. Like we didn't take tests. We didn't like (laughs) (laughs) translate the old poetry. We translated Frozen into Latin. (laughs) I can hear you now. So it's like snowman, that's that's ice. No, literally, it was like, so we have to come up with (laughs) (laughs) a name for snowman. So what is the declension of Arendelle? You know, like, how would we say, how would we put Arendelle into the accusative, into the locative? Well. Uh, (laughs) ah. So, um, and then we did the songs. um, And I'm trying to, and we like recorded the song. Or any of that is now. Yes. No. Yes. Actually, we're going to yeah. pause right here and we're going <laughs> to listen to some songs. <laughs> no, I think they're all on my like old computer that is now dead. Like, I think they were on like my Dell from high school. I don't even know where that would be. What? <laughs> um, uh, pre, premium. Hmm. Yeah, for the first time in forever, for the first time in forever, was like, like, Primus Tempum Perpetuo. Wow. No, it was Slay. Uh, You should use that for your... (laughs) your, Yeah, interesting. (laughs) Well, it's giving light. It's giving hope. It it is light. Hope. Hope and light. (laughs) The gorgeous thing about singing in Latin is the vowels. Yeah. The vowels. I mean, they're just so, you can make them as pure as you'd like them to be. Well, that's the thing is that we've kind of made it up. Right. And we've kind of made it up for the purpose of singing. I, yeah. Yeah, that's right. It's very good. It's very very good. good. Yeah. Um, Well, I'm excited to see, to hear... To read your piece in Latin. I am too, whenever it whenever it finishes itself. <laughs> <laughs> the thing about those things, do they finish themselves? You know, I'm tr- I'm trying to take more of that attitude. Okay. More like if I just show up, you'll you'll happen. You being the piece. <laughs> yeah. No, know? me. I'll appear. Drome. <laughs> <laughs> Um, not that, you know, not that I don't, you know, need to, I can't just not (laughs) do anything, (laughs) (laughs) but like if I set aside the time, this is, I mean, this is really just a restatement of Sophia's advice from literally (laughs) years ago, but that is the truth. And she said something along the lines of like, just like set aside the time and then you are doing the writing. Like if you showed up for your time, even if you didn't get any writing done, you did the writing. Like that is, that That's was the true. writing. That's true. That spending the time on the writing is actually, writing is just spending time on writing. That's good. It, that honestly, the way that you're talking makes me think about like, you know, whoever it was that was like, you know, the sculpture is inside the marble. Yeah, I just have to let it out. Like the song already exists. I just have to let it incubate and figure out what it is. Mm. Yeah. That's pretty good. Have you picked a key? No. 
So we're at a real basic starting place. Okay, actually, I... <laughs> <Rude>. <laughs> Do you pick keys first? Sometimes. I feel like lots of times I do because I get really wedded to, like, where the lowest note of, of things are. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah it's yeah, like, yeah. this chord has to feel this way, so that means that low right. note has to be in A flat or whatever. Right. Um, but because this is SSAA, I'm trying to, to leave the, like, everything gets based off the lowest note kind of frame of reference. Work. Well, you know I love that. I love that. But, uh, I mean, there's, there's definitely more work to be done. We'll say okay. <laughs> Well, I'm very excited to hear. Yeah. Thing. Mm. Um, what are you putting your eyeballs on these days? That is a good question. Um, that's a good question. I recently finished Golden Girls. The Golden wow. Girls. Um, How many seasons is that? It's seven seasons, and they each have, like, 25 or 26 episodes. <laughs> no, there is a lot of it. Wow. Okay. There's a lot of it. So you've, this is an end of an era for you. Yeah. I mean, I, really, I started, like, in January and only finished, like, a couple days ago. Um, and it was, you know, the thing about... I mean, this is what people love about the Golden Girls in general. This was also true. I, in the fall, watched all of Seinfeld. Um, is that it's great to just have, like... I d I'm very... Like, when I watch something, like, I want to watch the whole thing. I want to watch mm -hmm. every episode from the beginning to the end. And so it was just a very great, like, oh, I need something to put on. Like, I'll just put on more Golden Girls because I have more Golden Girls to watch. Um, because there's always more Golden Girls to watch. But there's not. Um, yeah, so I watched all of that. It was good. Are there like, are there arcs? How? Not really. Mm. Like even I knew that, okay, spoiler alert for the Golden Girls finale. <laughs> um, <laughs> I knew that at the end, um, Dorothy gets married mm. and leaves. And it's actually, the end is very sad because B. Arthur wanted to leave. Like, she was like, I've done this for seven years. I don't want to do this anymore. But the other three women were like, we still want to do this. So, like, what happened was the Golden Girls ended and then they started the Golden Palace, mm -hmm. which was just the other three that went for a season. I don't think it was bad. I think it just was, like, not right. And so they, you know, stopped. But, you know, the finale, you would expect the Golden Girls finale to be, like, I don't know, like, well, we're all, like, part of the, the theme of the show is, like, there are all these women who are, like, who find themselves living together in this time in their lives, when they're all in their, like, late 50s and, and mid-60s. Um, and Sophia, who is in her 80s. And so you would think that, like, the finale would be, oh, we're all, like, now we're all branching off to our own thing, you know. But instead, it's just, it's just Dorothy. Hmm. Like, 
Dorothy just gets married. In- so I knew that she got married, but it's not even a plot line of the seventh season that like, oh, she meets someone and they're like getting married. Like each time that a new man would be introduced, I'd be like, well, maybe this will be Dorothy's husband. And then they would disappear in the next episode. Like it just never was that way. She literally meets him in the finale. <laughs> um, and then the end is really sad. Like Dorothy leaves and then the other three are like crying and they hug each other and then it fades to black. <gasps> what? I know. It's sad. I'm kind of shocked. I feel... Uh, huh? <laughs> no, it's weird. It's very weird because it's sad. Wow. Did you cry? No. <laughs> uh, I didn't. But so I thought about enough. crying. <laughs> not I well, it just felt very crying. strange. Um, I will say this. A little show that you and others love to hate. Friends has an amazing finale. Anything? <laughs> Any comment? Care Moving to right along. She got off the plane. That's so good. You can't deny that that's good. <laughs> I really can't even, I honestly can't comment because I've never watched it all. So... <gasps> How how could I feel the significance of a finale that I have not seen every, you know, part of a lead up to? That's true. We should watch Friends. No. We should watch every episode of Friends. No. We should do a podcast where we watch every episode of Friends. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, they're doing that with, um, Zoe Deschanel has a podcast where she's watching every episode of New Girl. That's kind of wild. I think so too. Because I'm like, first of all, don't you have something else to do? First right. of all. I mean, that you're in it you're like, in it what <laughs> but like you know the two women from two of the women from the office have their the office podcast but it just feels strange because new girl just doesn't feel like nostalgic right you know what i mean right anyway i really thought i was going to love new girl when it came out i watched the first episode and i said this is going to be my show i'm going to so love funny. this and I never watched any more of it. Really? You ne- never watched any more of any it? Any more of it. Wait, that's so funny. Because New Girl kind of was that girl. Like, New Girl was the show on television. It was back when I was watching, it was when Glee was on. Right. See, Because Fox right. was ruling the world. <laughs> it was New Girl and Glee. Yeah. Um. So I watched The Golden Girls. Oh my God. You know what? I watched euphoria i'm obsessed with euphoria and we said that we you were gonna like catch up and we would do something right at the end right but you didn't you still can yeah i i need someone or maybe i don't need this i just feel like i i can't watch hard things not that i can't i just don't need it like no i totally feel that like i never watched squid game right Cause it's like, not they're all gonna get murdered. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need. I don't want to see that. But the the, I do want to see. I'm not watching that. <laughs> right, right. I do want to see like all of these actors give these performances. That's what I'd like to see. I just like don't want to have to 
be subject <laughs> to the feelings <laughs> that come along with that. I mean, I would actually say there are parts of euphoria that are really terrifying. And there are like, I'm remembering one of, of the second season. I'm remembering one scene in particular that's like physically hard to watch, but maybe there, there might be like one or two others, but just cause it's a needles thing, you know, needles. Some people <laughs> don't like needles <laughs> anyway. <Okay. laughs> um, but I think actually, not that it keeps it light, but it just keeps it like, I think it does keep it as entertainment. So I'm watching, my jaws dropped, like, I'm like, wait, this is a gag, this is crazy, I can't believe that happened, like, wait, what's going on, I'm confused, oh, I'm caught up in it, but it's not like, I'm not <laughs> watching it like, <laughs> and there are certainly parts that are sad, but I'm not watching it like, oh, and now I'm depressed because I watched this episode of Euphoria. Mm -hmm. That's how I felt. I mm -hmm. loved it. I ate it up. I could not get enough. Mm. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I loved it. What? What is? How, what's a spoiler-free review? Like, what does the show do for you? What does the show do for me? Well, famously, I think that um, this has been my my thing for the last couple of years. That like I'm tired of media doing the thing where the like the bully the bully who is mean to the gay people actually right. secretly is gay yeah um well not just that but then that it's like and now they're the love interest like now <laughs> actually you're going to hook up with them because that's i don't know what that is like i i don't know right um but like that's Dave Karofsky on Glee um, is this is like, you know, the villain to all of us when we're in the eighth grade. We're like, this is the worst character we've ever seen on television. But then at the end of Glee, Blaine and Dave are dating somehow, like between Blaine and Kurt breaking up and then later getting engaged. I don't know. That does not make any sense to me. Um, or in Booksmart, um, the like hot cool girl is like mean to the little lesbian, but then they like make out at the party. I like that's not giving to me. And sex education in particular has been very hard for me to come around on what's that little character's name? Uh the you know uh -huh. the character. Eric. Thank you. No. Well that's Adam. Yes. Adam is the bully to Eric. Adam is the bully. Um and the idea that Eric and Adam dated for a whole season is like, what's up with that? Two seasons. One season. Yeah. And I like, I remember we had this conversation around sex education when that first happened. Uh-huh. And I was really still holding out hope then that they would do something meaningful with it. As and in, they like, didn't. I feel like that is, that could be interesting yeah. If if it wasn't just kind of like a and now everything is beautiful moment. Yeah. But like it, it always like the we kind of always skip over the part where it's like the atonement for <laughs> right. all of this absolutely messed up stuff. Right. And like how do you go go past that? There's never ever an explanation or a process. Right. 
It just kind There's of like no you process. wake up one day and you're together with your bully. Right. And that that Eric that like not only do we not see the process of atonement, we also don't see the process of like Eric dealing with, wait, yesterday you were pushing me into a locker, but today we're smooching, like we're in love. That doesn't, that's right. not giving to me. Um, plus, I think that like on a show that does so much to like teach young queer people about queer people, that that feels particularly irresponsible. And that like there are other ways for people, like I think by the end of the third season of Sex Education, Adam is like a just is normal. Like he's not with Eric anymore. And like, he just is pursuing his own thing. And I think that's great. That's lovely. Like I am in the end, like, okay, I can now support you even though you've done bad things because sometimes people do bad things and then they learn and become different people work. My thing about euphoria is that the villain, the villains, the villainous characters in euphoria, um, there's this one character in particular, Nate Jacobs, and he is evil. <laughs> As in, like, there isn't this kind of, like, like, oh, well, he secretly, like, is the love interest and he's really hot, so actually we're going to like him in the end. And, like, even in the second season, I'm trying to do my spoiler-free version, there's, like, not... Well, I think there's there's a difference between in watching the show, there's a difference between redemption and like like explanation or just like understanding, you know? It's mm -hmm. like, okay, I'm understanding more about why you are this way. It has to do with your father being this way and you're like the the conditions that you where you feel like you have to act in a certain way or that you can only make choices in a certain way. Um but it that doesn't go all the way to like, oh, now you're a good guy and everybody's like best friends. Right. And it, I don't think even fully go, like I can see how redemption might happen, but it's like, no, you're still bad. Like I understand, like you have these conversations with your mother and it's like, wait, that's really fucked up that your mom is talking to you this way. Um, and like all this stuff is going on with your dad that like is very traumatic and very hard to deal with. But like you still have done like incredibly bad, scary things. And like just because you have whatever, you know, background that dramatized you or whatever, like does not mean that the things you did weren't bad and scary. Mm. So that's my, that's my cell. That's what I love about it. Interesting. I've been having, I've been struggling with villain, villainy in general. Villainry. Um, just because I'm like, who? Who is that? You know what I mean? Unless you're yeah, talking like, like an archetype, you know, unless these characters aren't supposed to be like believable people, but are stand-ins for like ideas. Okay. You know, then like, who is. What is what a villain? Who? Huh? What? Yeah. Yeah. I, what is I'm that? It's like, huh? Um, but lots of times I think the way things are written, they get written in the way where like you're presented with a character who looks like a villain, and then you find out some understanding later. Mm -hmm. I much prefer the other order. 
Ooh. Where you're like, you're marching along and you understand this character. And then you're like, wait a second. You just did something that, that wasn't, wasn't right. right. Yeah. And you have to like, yes. you, yes. I have to wrestle as a watcher with like, oh, mm, no. I don't know. That, that makes it feel so much more real. And also yeah. like, that's the way, you know, I experience my own life is like, I'm absolutely the protagonist out here. But then <laughs> sometimes it's like, wait, no, Kenyon, you, you messed up. You messed up. Yeah. No, I, well, I really think you should watch Euphoria. Ah! Because the thing that Zendaya keeps saying is like, like if people can love her character Rue, even in spite of the bad things that Rue does, then they can learn that for other people that they may know, people in their lives who like Mm. may have done bad things or maybe struggling with addiction or maybe, you know, whatever it is. But like, there is a story there and there is like an explanation. And it's like, how do, how do you balance both of those things? Like, I think that's kind of what's really brilliant about, about this character and Zendaya's performance in the show is that like, you know, you love Zendaya, you love Rue. You're like, Rue is great. Rue is funny. I like watching her etc but then like she'll like do something really that's really tough to grapple with like mm. i love this character but you've done this thing that like like you're saying these terrible things to these people who love you or like you're doing something that we know is a bad idea but like you did it anyway and a lot of that is around addiction just by nature of that character on the show but like yeah very that like we grew to understand you as the lead character of this show, but then you do something and what do we do? And you're not the villain. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. You really are convincing me out here. You should watch it. And there's not that much. Uh, There are eight one-hour episodes in the second season. Mm. And then the little two, there are two little episodes between... One of them is about Rue. One of them is about Jules. The one about Rue is like like one hour, but it's like one uninterrupted conversation. I love that. What? And Are you kidding? Wait, and I'm really going to get you. <laughs> because it's Rue, it's Zendaya, and Coleman Domingo. Stop it. Oh my I gosh. Know. Girl, okay, I'm well. trying to tell you. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. BRB. <laughs> wow I love Coleman Domingo well that's why I think you should watch the show because <laughs> Coleman Domingo is on it <laughs> okay okay mom um have you been watching anything over there or just being slow <laughs> I've been slowly watching things okay thank you on half speed <laughs> um <laughs> I'm watching The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Wait, what season of that show is it on? The fourth one just came out. Okay. And I I just like, I just love that show. I just <laughs> love it. It like, it has, it, it dances around a lot of things and addresses a lot of, has a lot of interesting commentary on gender and other things. Um, mm-hmm. Which I find is, is is very interesting, but like I, there's just something about the the visuals 
it's just it's the sixties, and everyone's wearing Work. clothes. <laughs> <laughs> that isn't my understanding of the sixties at all. <laughs> the looks are great. Um, the way that music is used in the show is great. The, uh, it's really hard to explain. I've been trying to actually figure out why do I like this show so much, but I don't watch uh-huh. it like I watch anything else. Work. It like really takes me in, and I'm just like there for the ride. And Work. most everything else I watch, one half of my brain is working overtime. Yeah. You know, making references and analyzing things. Yeah. Um, and this this show doesn't do that to me, which I love. Work. Is um is Jane Lynch on that? Yes. Ugh, yes. Does she's she slay? <laughs> yeah, she's great. Work. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, comedic gold she is. Oh, she's a legend. Absolutely. She's the legend. Do you know anything about the show? I really don't. I don't even think I would have been able to say that it was in the 60s. Well, hey, Mama, welcome. Um, I know Rachel Brosnahan and Jane Lynch are on it. Yes, <laughs> yes. They both they both play comedians. Um, Rachel's like up and coming and Jane Lynch is established. Oh, work. Um, so it's hacks. I, well, hey. It's good. I don't even, I can't, I don't want to spoil anything. Oh, do I have to watch it? I think you should give it a try. I really do. It's it's like smart, quippy, fast-paced dialogue-y with... Am I going to laugh? I laugh a lot. Well, then maybe I'll watch it. I love to laugh. Really? I love to laugh. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha. Loud and long and clear. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Kenyan uh, binary for today comes from, uh, well, it comes from your prompt for the piece that you're writing. (laughs) The binary is between hope and light. Light and hope. That's really, uh, that's quite tough. Uh-huh. I and I'm supposed to choose which is is I like better, which is you know th- I can't explain that. <laughs> I can't I know, answer I that know. question. Um I mean I see I feel like hope is honestly more more essential. Okay. But I like light more. Okay. So I'm going to go with light. <laughs> <laughs> I think I have to go with light. I actually am not... I mean, hope is good. It's the thing with feathers. It's the thing that got Obama elected. (laughs) But I think light is the one for me. Because light... Really, there's something to that. You know, there's something to the light. (laughs) I see, but you're going to keep that something hidden. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I will not reveal what it is about the light. Mm. But there's something about the light. Mm. Okay. You can get lost in the light. I'm I'm actually lost in the light. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. I mean, this binary is kind of hard, I think, for the both of us because <gasps> we we don't have access really to the these full texts to to okay. really make an adequate comparison. But okay. frozen in English or frozen in Latin. Oh, 
Oh. Oh. That's really hard. <laughs> um, do you think I'm the only person who has translated Frozen into Latin? Like, is that a unique human experience that I've been a part of? It's definitely two truths and a lie worthy. That's true. You know what? I should be writing this down. You know when you're like, <laughs> oh, share a fun fact and no, you, you can't remember a single thing about Nothing. yourself? I should write this down. Um, frozen in English versus frozen in Latin. Um, <laughs> Remus and Tempus Perpetuo. That scans really well. <laughs> that it literally means like for, for the first time in eternity. Mm, very close to another song that I know for the first time in forever. Okay. It's, it's, it's <laughs> okay. interesting that they would be similar. Um, <laughs> I think... Um, you said you'll never guess what that translates to. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> no, I was saying that it's a very close translation and that it scans well. Work, work. I'm sorry. I'm not tr not trying to denigrate this you masterwork. You are so rude. <laughs> um, I'm going Latin. I think I'm going Latin. Yes. No, I'm not. I'm going English. I have, uh, to, go, <laughs> I have to go frozen in English. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm going Latin just because... You know what? I I don't know it as well. I only I only have one line of it, so I'm I'm reaching. <laughs> That's good. Well, Kenyon, it's been a gas. It's been a hoop and a holler, <laughs> and I. I hope you enjoy, I hope you continue to enjoy Pisces season. Oh, I will. <laughs> Make no mistake. Make I will. Make no mistake. Well, you know, me as a Cancer, you as a Scorpio, we're really rounding it out in this season. I don't know enough to, to really agree with you, but absolutely. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> we love that you love, we love that. This podcast is brought to you by Jerome, that's me, and Kenyon, that's him. With music by Sophia Campomore and art by Griffin Keller. Drop us a line at we love that podcast at gmail.com. Bye. I love being elderly. Yeah. Very crazy old lady of us. <laughs> that is a true story. <laughs> <laughs> it better have been. Mm, lying on the pod. Ha, 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 ha.